Imperfect Allies, we did it. We made it a whole year. We're so thankful for all of you listening and continuing to check in each episode. We recorded and dropped our first episode on July 14, 2020, and our last episode dropped July 14, 2021. We are now kicking off season two, and we are so excited about what we're bringing The next few episodes are all going to be focused on individualism, the good, the bad, the ugly. We have some great stuff coming for you, and we start today with our episode on individualism and partnerships. Bringing up your boys, Chris and Richie. Hey, we're here. It's the Imperfect Allies podcast. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Richie, man. <laughs> and we're we're stepping up production quality. Oh, look at that live music in this month. <laughs> doing it i don't even know how loud that was it could have been very quiet because it was blaring in my ears but oh wow because we'll barely i can barely hear it in mine so we'll see okay, how it so, turns out <laughs> you're like you're barely doing anything <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i needed that chris man how you doing tonight man um i'm doing okay i'm um adapting you know that's mm-hmm. what life forces us to do all the time because mm-hmm. i've been in some different funks and changes and rearranging and uh mm-hmm. home my wife went on a trip so she's not home so that's oh, an wow. adjustment so um yeah wow. we're, we're we're figuring things out how about you doing okay man same i mean um this has been a uh my wife's been on vacation from work all week, so it's been great to have her around the house and uh, and just uh, it's just great. It's just I think we're really designed to um, sure you have to work, but mostly just designed to like live and and be with other people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, like we're so work focused um, that you know if she wasn't getting paid for this week, that would be difficult on us. That'd be a hardship, mm-hmm. or you know, make things a little more difficult. So, um, but even so, it's like what's you know what's that worth? What's that worth? Mm. Um, I don't know but that's no, it's been really really great and it's it's hard too with with that situation because you know mel like her this is a, it's a dream job for her right um yeah. she works in a bakery and does all kinds of stuff um cake decorating she does pastries she does all kinds of stuff and cook like these like wonderfully like um like designed cookies like they're super complex so she uses like a projector to project down on to like <laughs> draw, wow. draw and ice all that it's like it's amazing right um, <laughs> and and it's this wonderful thing that, and, and at the same time i really really i miss her a lot you know so yeah and seeing her being around this week it's been it's actually been really really wonderful so no i like I work, how you yeah go ahead uh, oh no go ahead i was i was just thinking i like how you put that of uh we're we're meant to just be uh in some simpatico like we're meant to be working with someone like alongside mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. we aren't um at, even as our culture in our country is so individualistic it it never was intended to be that rugged individual solely like that that thing is unrealistic mm. and um, we always need to lean on others and have that that balance and so uh, actually one of our listeners Dustin sent me an article to check out which actually talked specifically about this dichotomy in western culture of hyper individualism being a mutation of what individualism is really supposed to be um, it's that individualism is supposed to be self-actualization and mm-hmm. still making yourself better 
for others and for people mm-hmm. and being able to have choices so that you can help others. And it's still always supposed to have been a, a team aspect. Yeah, I remember Gerald talking about that, um, you know, about how um, sometimes that we lose sight of the collective when we're when we're in that individualistic space, right? That because it is it is we are a collective species. I've been watching this show called Alone. Mm. Um, it's on a history channel. So um History Channel does all these, you know, these shows. They did that, like a big show was Vikings, which was I watched the first couple seasons of that. Um, but this a show. It's called Alone. It's it's a survival show. They drop these people off in these remote areas and they survive alone with minimal gear. Um, but that's that. Uh, I watched the first three seasons and a couple of like really wonderful things or interesting or wonderful things popped up. One is um, every of all three seasons, at least one person made a musical instrument. Mm. And to to think about like the idea that the arts is essential for survival like it's such a good example of that right like two people made a stringed instruments one person made a drum um but like that idea that uh, yeah that it's it's just part of who we are Mm mm-hmm as a species. And the second one was like, you know, you can get your skill. Anybody can learn how to do survival skills like that. You can learn how to start a fire from scratch and you can practice getting better and better at that or um, any really anything. You can learn to do anything. But uh, as far as that skill goes, but what skill that really showed up in the second and third season was um, the psychology behind it of being alone. Right. Mm. And the people that uh, I'm curious uh, about the people that are, uh, had a more introspective lifestyle seem to last longer because either they're oh wow they're out there with their thoughts um, and it's just like you know I, I would be afraid for you bud because you talk about looping a lot you'd be like that's that's you would loop out in the woods yeah and so it's like in, in having to confront that and sit there and be like uh you know I, I, there's nowhere to go there's no one to talk to you about this it's just <laughs> it, it, it 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 finished off a lot of people you know and uh that's i just think that's really interesting that that um there's there's that piece and the, i guess the third piece too was that there is also you know i think you know you and i were raised with uh culturally probably more than from our parents but culturally uh, our ideas about masculinity Mm -hmm. are like you know no emotion or you're tough and you're always whatever you know you got to be hard or whatever else and um and and my, my, it might come from athletics, right? Because you and I are both in in that, yeah. and, and so that might West be Texas, part of it too. South. Yeah, South South uh, uh, basketball and baseball for me. And what was it uh, track? You did we did uh, football and track and football, track and mm-hmm. football. Yeah. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. um, it might come from there too. But but just seeing these people, both men and women, who are not that they're just they're just smart and um, and they they trained and and they enjoy this. And a lot of them are like land honoring and want to honor um, the land and the people of the land and and uh it was just really cool to see because that that to me is is more in line with my understanding like my understanding of what you know masculinity is mm. um is is uh is that um so anyway uh I, I didn't mean to talk about all that but that's just kind of what's on my my mind lately <laughs> yeah no i mean i think that that's a powerful show i might be too scared to watch it because it's not it's just real right it's just people it is, out alone it's like Ooh, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I can't even imagine it but it it does yeah. play to um, seeing humanity be un- uniquely human in that unique situation of mm-hmm. being alone. Mm-hmm. And they, it made me think of the phenomenon in Japan. I think I'm going to butcher this word or phrase, but uh, like kodakoshi okay. or something kodakoshi. like that. Okay. Um, it's the reality of 
when someone dies alone and mm. their remains aren't found till way later. Okay. Uh, and, and it's this phenomenon that's happening in Japan as they're kind of getting riddled with the elderly living longer and mm. by themselves. And it's this fearful, scary thing because if you never find that partner, right, mm. you are more likely to result in this situation if you start not necessarily purposely ostracizing yourself from others, but just that individual mindset. Um, slowly, you become more likely to end up dealing with this phenomenon. Mm. And it's a scary, scary thing that is that mutation of hyper individualism and it, it just it reminds me of both of us you know we're both in uh we're both married and in relationships where we feel like our partners are vital and you're mm-hmm. there with your partner as she's off work and i'm mm-hmm. dealing with my partner not being here mm-hmm. and i just i automatically feel that sense of purpose and necessity to have someone to lean on because there's so many times where we feel like we can't do something simple right like something mm-hmm. like right in front of us and mm-hmm. it it is it's overwhelmingly amazing to have someone there to help lift mm-hmm. those things even if they're light even if they're small um, yeah. we are social beings and and that just rings so true to me uh just from our conversation yeah and and that and that kind of goes into what i've been what, what i was thinking about today was was you know i was I have a hard time doing the show sometimes. I love the show. I love you. I love the conversations. Every time we talk, uh, it feels like that we're both edified. We get, you know, we level up every time we talk. Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing experience, right? Uh, even when we talk about tough stuff. But like even... Um, you know, I have to move my laptop from one place to another and I have to plug in this microphone and I have to tell my kids to go to this room. And it's, I don't know what it is, but about these little tiny things, it, they feel, and it can feel so insurmountable. Mm. And I think for a long time, anything like that, whether, uh, and I'll just use myself as an example, I'll just, you know, if I have a hard time brushing my teeth or I have a hard time taking a shower or something like that, um, I judge myself harshly mm-hmm. because it's yeah. hard for me. And, and what's, What's really going on is, for whatever reason, it's hard. That's it. There's no judgment on it. There's no. There's no moral obligation. And 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 I think that um, a lot of that stuff stems from sort of the the binary framework that I was given from the culture is that there's right things and wrong things, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um, you're either doing one or the other. And and that to me, I just don't. I just don't connect with that anymore at all. It's it's yeah. so um, which is Immature. which sounds really weird. Well, it sounds weird though because you know like murder's wrong, okay? Um, or or you know what I mean? Things like that. Like people they go to extremes when you talk about these things mm-hmm. um, to make their point. I guess their argument. So yeah, to argue the point of of you know morality is real, but it is it is a it is a series of things that we we put together over the years to to kind of keep our social cohesion and and uh, keep our groups intact and things like that and. And for us, for uh, specifically Europeans, um, and then into now, we're, we're now settler, North American settlers, um, you know, that's not based off of, you know, years of tradition or years of, of understanding. It's, it's these, it feels like a lot of times people in power are changing the rules. And, mm. you know, those of us that are not in power have to kind of keep following them and, and just change with that and adapt with that. And if we don't adapt, we get assimilated into something else or die or whatever else. It's just, yeah. it, it all, it feels like it's all linked together. And that's, and, and Chris, you're getting insight into my mind here. This is how I think all the time. And so <laughs> if I'm on that alone show, like I was, less, I was watching this guys go through all this stuff. I'm like that's just daily life like what are you talking about yeah 
this. I may, I may need to talk to somebody, but <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It just got me thinking about all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, one thing I love about the company I work for, Axiom Learning, is we try and break those things down as well because a lot of us fall short at doing something. I mean, we yeah. all have blind spots, as we discussed in the Myers Briggs episode. We all have some sort of blind spot, and if you go based on percentages and populations there are going to there's going to become a majority and then there's going to become a norm from that majority and so according to myers-briggs there is a majority personality type Mm. and that personality type will then create what normal is and what society is and you know we if you're on the fringes in some way you do find yourself having to conform um, Mm -hmm. but it's also because most people are more uh, they are able to do some of those things that you can't right so Mm -hmm. I personally think about this and I brought up my job because I've been on an initiative at work to strengthen some of those skills and gaps that I have. So in our Myers-Briggs episode, I talked about how I'm low in conscientiousness and my blind spot is memory and memory is introverted sensing. So that's, you know, sensing time, timeliness mm-hmm. um, that can be initiating tasks. So, you know, sensing when is enough enough to get started? When should I uh, create something? Um, there's a lot of steps in it. Sequencing, right? You use past experiences to know how many steps it's going to take to do something again right Mm -hmm. well if Mm -hmm. you struggle with that then you're not going to start anything because you you don't see from step one to step two to step three where i personally see step one to step 30 to step Mm -hmm. 38 and then it's like (laughs) i can't get to 30 right so i never get something simple done wow man so myers briggs is set up to where i can start seeing this and we worked on it specifically at work but when i think about my wife who is my partner thank the lord um (laughs) she's my partner but she's also part of the majority her personality type is uh makes up um anywhere from i think females are six percent and males are like um four or five percent so they're a big percentage of the population whereas entps myself we're like two percent of the population so it's a big big difference and what that means is the norm is everyone's able to do these step-by-step things everyone should be able to sequence and see what's the logical next step in the equation you know everyone is supposed to be able to um be on time and be timely and understand how long time has passed and all these other things that are skills that are built but for some people they build those skills easier than others and we don't necessarily focus on that in our culture we just say you're on time or you're late right it's yeah, by it's yeah you either failed or you succeeded and we're going to dox those that are failing because hopefully that construct that is um, they try and make it uh, a constructive negative consequence, right? You're, oh, we're gonna dock you because you're failing at this. That's mm-hmm. not what makes me better at it, right? What, right? what makes me better is coaching, working, discussion, and it's really crazy, Rich, because a month ago, I, not even a month ago, maybe like two weeks ago, before I started this documented coaching, or it's not documented coaching, um, but it's just working on my executive functioning. Um, two weeks ago, I, I couldn't even get some certain tasks done at all they were just overwhelming yeah Uh, they would stay in in my headspace like oh i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this godly i don't know when i'm gonna get to this stuff and it then it would bog me down i'd feel like i have so much to do that week Um, yeah i I feel i feel that i feel that in my spirit (laughs) so i like this was this is my normal for years i mean i've been Mm -hmm. i've lost i've been fired i've lost opportunities left jobs um because they couldn't figure out why i couldn't figure something simple out and Mm -hmm. that was just that's just all i know so you know 
I am more, um, my skill sets are more appreciated in the art. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I end up there, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's going to be less friction, right? As an educator, you know, if I can galvanize students, then I'm more, um, I'm rewarded for doing that. Whereas they can ignore some of my failures when it comes to paperwork and things of that nature. So that's what I've always known. But here at Axiom, we've actually just been working through and we break it down on a beautiful system. Um, So we have a proprietary system where we just kind of break down. Are you able to start tasks? Is that where you struggle? Did you even plan in the beginning? Uh, are Are you struggling to finish tasks? Is it because you're lacking the learning from the time you did this before? And so we really get into the the nitty-gritty there but for me personally i struggled just starting things i could plan it out i learned from the past really effectively i can complete Mm -hmm. something if i start it well something like give or take i can start like step one or two but step three and four it might fall apart and Mm. um it it's just something super simple i'll struggle with but now Mm -hmm. just working it out and working with a partner, um, being partnered with someone at work and talking it through. This week, I my my efficiency was at one thousand percent compared to the week before, wow. to where I was bored at work this week. Rich, wow. bored. Yeah. I got everything done. Wow, wow. And not in your head about about having to get all this stuff done and that whole. Yeah, I I was I became wow. in my head of like, what am I gonna do with my day? Like this is weird. Like I I was mm. so efficient, I felt like I had nothing to do. Oh wow. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, man. Well, and I think you and I are similar in that. Like, I can, I'm a planner and I'm a, or I can be a planner. Like, I like a good plan. I like mm-hmm. to build it, you know, like I, like I have come. So, um, when I was leaving four day or even before that, um, I was trying to put together some, um, maybe doing some classes that were different than four days in another, uh, another area. And then when I left four day, I was, I was looking into, uh, maybe trying to start a theater here in Fort Worth. And, um, this, I, I put together a business plan. I, I mean, I did all of this stuff and, mm-hmm. and a couple of years before that, I did the same thing with like a comic book store. I thought about opening a comic book store. So I did all this research and all this planning and, and didn't, didn't start it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can start projects, but finishing them is, is oftentimes I'll get to this place and I'm at this place now with the script that I'm writing about, well, uh, maybe we need to change the plan <laughs> or maybe, mm. you know, <laughs> nothing is, <laughs> there's no catalyst to it. Nothing's popped yeah. up in my, you know, it's just like, well, maybe the plan's not good enough. So like, this is, this is sort of it loops back on itself and self doubt and whatever you want to call it. Like, right. So, so when we're going to change it, well, maybe we have to change the whole thing or whatever else would, when, when I've been the most successful is is when sure there's a plan uh, and and just pivot when when I need to pivot you know what I mean like that's that's the most successful like I found improv because I wanted to take stand up classes and my van broke down and I needed the three hundred dollars I was going to pay Dean the originally you know seven years ago or whatever um, so uh, I was like man I can't. I got to use my, I got to fix my van. So like a month later when I had a couple hundred dollars left, there was improv classes and that's, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just try that pivot. And then all of a sudden my life completely changes. And it's the same with the show, right? Like, um, never thought about, I've always ever thought about doing a, uh, uh, comedy podcast and then started one with um, time bouncers with uh, with Pablo um, and um, at, when COVID sort of killed that and we couldn't figure out the remote the remote connection for that because the show needs it needs such an immediacy it can't handle the ducking of like
like, you know, all the weird mm-hmm. things latency. and you're talking over each other. Yeah, latency and all that stuff. So, but then pivoting to this, it's been like, it's been incredible, right? So I had a plan, but I don't know. It's, it's, if I feel like an idiot, honestly, like I feel like, yeah. why can't I just finish this thing? But, but there are lots of things I've finished or lots of things that I continue to do. I've been married for 19 years. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's commitment. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not a lack of commitment or laziness or. But you have um, a partner in the marriage. That's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is throughout my, I don't know about you, but throughout my creative career, um, the partner, the breaking up of partnerships has been the hardest, Mm -hmm. right? That's been the biggest thing is like, um, you know, and you know, I don't hold any like ill will or, or nobody owes me anything that I don't want to come across like that. I do want to, I do want to say that like when I started in high school, started in film, when that part, those partnerships dissolved, like, that was really, really difficult. And I didn't, I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And then when some of the comedy partnerships dissolved, I didn't understand, like, I just didn't, I didn't understand, like, why aren't we just sticking together and getting done? Right. Uh, which is a weird thing to think of and weird thing to like have the mental, like that's my mindset. But then I have, I have a really hard time completing simple tasks. Like mm-hmm. there's still trash in my garage right now. I haven't cleaned out my garage when I am going to clean out my garage weeks ago, you know? Yeah. And I started, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe it. You know, but uh, anyway, so uh, I'm right there with you. Was, yeah, it, it it's that. Um, I, I I remember just being young and finally starting a partnership with some friends, and then because uh, I've always known that I am not going to do something on my own. Something mm-hmm. has always told me like there's a mm-hmm. I'm, I'm missing yeah. something. There's like a me piece too. that I don't have, and mm-hmm. I know what it is now. It's that conscientiousness and it's the the uh, initiation and follow through piece. Um, I, I can I can be a decent architect not not like to my dad's level he's genius level architecture but you know i can architect a plan fairly decently and i can pro- i can uh project where it's gonna hit but mm-hmm. getting it to actually hit it is the next step where i needed a partnership and anytime something broke off fr- friends fall apart i i'm i'm struggling with how do you not see where this could have gone exactly. right like, <laughs> why exactly would you it, ever man. yeah I, we're going somewhere on. We're on our way. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are we stopping in the middle of this trip? It makes no sense. Yeah, but my car's dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. So and that's I, what the they percep- see. Yeah, and exactly, exactly. And so maybe my perception is, I don't know, man. So some of these small tasks don't get done, but the larger tasks, no, we're getting there. We're on our way. Like, don't you know? Let's keep going. Exactly, this is how we yeah. get there. You know. And that's that's know. that's why I love Myers Briggs is because it explicitly mm. will tell you that gift, so you don't mm. get bogged down with when someone's missing something else. It's like, well, no, your lane is to see that and catch that. That's why it's a Mm. partnership. My lane is Mm -hmm. to see this other thing. And Mm -hmm. without the labeling of the partnership, it goes unnoticed, right? Mm-hmm. Without noticing how we leverage each other, it goes completely unnoticed. And oh, that's for sure. how things kind of fall apart. And I, I think relationships is business or actual intimate relationships, right? Mm-hmm. If you're able to see how each other are helping one another in the partnership, it makes it so much easier to get through the rough pat- patches, mm-hmm. right? It, that's what yeah. I, that's my experience. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and also too, like one of the things that, it really hit Melanie and I this year, which you think we'd we would have figured this out before, but uh, is 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 we both have a really bad habit of mind reading. So oh. a really bad habit, right? Yeah. This I'm interpreting behavior, and it got it got 
as bad as it can get and and um and and sort of finally like came to this like eruption or whatever else of like you know we oh my god we're you don't think the thoughts that i think you're thinking yeah i'm definitely not thinking the thoughts that you think i'm thinking i know that's true (laughs) yeah oh my gosh are we like the same in it like (laughs) how long have we been doing this (laughs) how long man we've been together over 20 i mean we've been in a relationship for 24 years wow uh we had a gap in there a couple gaps but like we've known each other since high school like we've been and and actively working on the relationship (laughs) like it's not like you know um uh we're lazy in that at all right uh and constantly communicating and still missing that piece and uh uh so and so now like what's been great relatively recently i guess the last couple of months is been like oh i'm right am i mind reading are you angry right now i'm not angry at all like i'm that i'm the opposite of what i'm feeling and thinking like right you know oh well i thought you were angry because you left the room at this particular time oh no not at all i was just gonna get a soda and i got caught up in the other room and that's why i didn't you know that's why i was gone for a couple you know what? i'm saying oh, instead wow. of like yeah yeah exactly exactly and i think it's the same with like uh any well any relationship really right is for checking sure. in and and are you you know are you upset but it's it's i don't know that we have a lot of the we don't really have a good like or at least i never got one from my society or whatever else like teach like yeah. education how to talk in that way right it's it's, it's clarifying it's mm-hmm. it's not a thing i think in our pursuit our pursuit of the intellectual greatness we applaud and celebrate assumptiveness right yeah. and if you're in school and you start assuming or projecting where an assignment is going or you can answer a question you throw your hand up like oh i got the answer and mm-hmm. you're going to be celebrated by the teacher for knowing yeah. where it was going and so now you yeah. keep you keep incentivizing assumptive thinking and assuming you you can put two and two together because that's what we're math is i have this and i have this let me come with a solution mm-hmm. versus i have this and i have this let me ask if that's what i really have <laughs> right like that doesn't even <laughs> yeah. sound logical yeah why yeah. Well, no you have this and you have this <laughs> i think i have this but i don't know right yeah man. and so i've just become to learn about clarification when i'm working with my students and then one of the parents are like yeah but he's always assuming he knows how to turn this assignment in and mm. it's like interesting okay let's let's unpack that and, and so then i'm learning clarification clarification and it came up uh, in, co- in counseling and uh, couples therapy mm. of chris you keep assuming you know how your wife feels well i, yeah. I do and it's like no you don't <laughs> no you don't man you have a clue yeah 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 and i and i think also too for me and and and, and melanie too and I, and I think we've spoken about this i don't want to speak out of school but you know childhood stuff uh we had to assess the room really quickly mm-hmm. what's the mood what are people thinking like is it a good mood is it a bad mood is it do i am i do i have to be quiet now or do i can i be yeah situational know, awareness yeah i mean that that's high for both of us mm-hmm. but what when you develop that in dysfunction it doesn't work in a functional relationship and so mm. it, it almost creates its own like it can't survive thought right mind reading cannot survive in a healthy relationship yeah and so the healthier and healthier that we get the more and more that we communicate the more and the connected we are those man. old skill sets yeah man those old skill sets are like start doing the opposite and so yeah yeah and, and if, if we're not willing to throw them away and be like i think she's mad but i'm gonna ask i'm gonna look like an idiot and ask her mm-hmm. are you mad not at all you want to have sex and like oh god okay great <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I was totally off. Uh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, man. I mean, I think it comes from 
a lot of that stuff, right? Building those skill sets to sort to navigate navigate our childhoods and young adults. Yeah, that makes that makes me think of the TV show that you referenced, not on the show, but in one of our comedy meetings. Um, you brought up a show. I think it's called Killing Tom, Todd or Tommy or something. It's about uh, it's it's a TV show that is shot in two ways. One is from the standard um sitcom-y style and the other is dramatic and it's about this wife who is Mm -hmm. you know when her husband's around it's this sitcom-y fun playful thing and then Mm -hmm. when she goes into her own room it's just dark and drama and it's heavy and to me that's this this husband has projected what his wife is experiencing i know how she feels i know how everybody feels like this is good right and her reality is totally different because there's no clarification no communication there and that that's just what i thought of oh yeah that's a really good example of that i think it's called like f kevin like they used oh the that's what it's called the show something like that yeah and yeah and and you know because we've had a problem kevin with american television yeah kevin can yeah what something like that yeah is that what it is, is it you look it up uh it's uh we've had a problem mm-hmm. in entertainment especially in television where the wife just supports this like inept uh, you know, overweight, goofball. like, not, I, I was, you know, I'm saying goofball, like, you know, uh, excess maybe is more, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shame anybody's body. Um, but you know, like that's their character is like, oh, I eat too much or drink too much and mm-hmm. you know, whatever else. And this wife is just, her life is his life. And, mm-hmm. um, and then when it, and it cuts to her, you know, court of her perspective, it's more, it's just real. It's just more real. And, and, and like, she's complex as anybody else. And so is he, that's the thing is like, I think that it does uh, while it does keep that sort of power like patriarchy power structure in place everything's done for the man it does a disservice to the men as well mm-hmm. um because you know how when's the last time that you saw an emotionally intelligent man as a as a central character of anything that's it's it's way more rare than anything else but but there's a yeah. lot of emotionally intelligent men out there and, and by I mean, that I, you know i mean i don't know no there are i was gonna make a mm-hmm. joke of like is emotional intelligence the ability to use a gun because i see that in like exactly. a billion movies <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> punch stuff which is great and i love it you know like it's you know it's great at the same time it's not it's not the whole picture and i think most i don't know i just don't i think of i think of the uh the uh like john belushi or jim belushi and according to jim is a great example yeah uh you know like he's got he's an idiot ray romano show everybody loves raymond he's just an i'm a dumb i'm a dumb idiot deborah and she's just like this nagging shrew whose life revolves around him yeah um even though, and she resents it, you know, which I understand there's television, like television, like when we do storytelling, there's these things that, that are exaggerated and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it would be interesting. And I, I don't know if uh, Kevin can F himself is going to do this, but to see the husband's weaknesses and blind spots and his, in, his incapabilities and, you know, mm-hmm. these shows that are glossing it over with the wife doing it all but there is that other parallel view and perspective of this guy actually just has things that he's not good at and he needs his partner just as much like they need each other yeah and exactly. that's how i see my relationship right like i can't these are these are areas that are really weak for me and mm-hmm. i am so thankful that i have someone that loves me enough to help me and and be there for me but when we think of our hyper individualist culture you just become an 
adult who has glaring gaps and no one there for you. You know, like yeah, that yeah, that's that's scary to me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, because it's just not true. Like that. It's a it's a myth. Um, and I hate even to use the word myth because that's such a sacred word to me. That's such a sacred mm-hmm. space Mythos. for me. Is myth. You know, uh, it is such a myth that um, uh, you know, anybody pulls themselves up by their own bootstraps. Right. But that's such a huge part of this, you know, this this the American culture and in across racial, uh, social, economic uh, lines across. I mean, it's less like lower income folks have a less harder time with this because they know they need each other. Like, no, this is ridiculous. People are people right. are like my riches are people like my riches are relationships. That's where that's where my success comes from. Um, but still, it, it, it you know, I think it impacts anybody in America uh, because you, if you pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps, you never changed your own diaper. Like that's a hundred percent. I'm saying like you never did. Somebody helped you out. Right. And uh, somebody did it out of the kindness of their heart because they don't have to do it. Um, I, this is for parents out there. I want to, I want to give a little, this is, this is uh, something that was told to me. And I think it's fantastic is, is the state requires parents to feed their children, get them clean clothes. They're required to have a bed, a safe place to stay. And they're required to go to school. That's it. That's it. Mm. So, so, you know, like um, when kids want like Nintendo or PlayStation, they're yelling at you because they don't have the coolest this or that or, or just whatever. Kids, kids, I mean, they, they want little want machine because uh, they're trying to figure it out, right? Uh, what's important to them. But to be able to go, I can still be a, a decent parent and not have to constantly entertain my kids or constantly, um, you know, meet all of these demands um, is super, is, is super, super helpful. So. No, I, I think us non-parenting people will try and tuck that one away and hold on to it uh, for when it becomes relevant because um, that's just a big part of life and well I mean if you if you so choose which we do have the option but um, yeah. I just I'm when I'm thinking of you starting this episode saying there's just little things that are hard for you to do and make it where even this podcast at times we want to mm-hmm. just not do it right and mm-hmm. you know, I did go through some hurdles to set up today and, and it, um, it's it's way easier just to not do it um, mm-hmm. And so I'll give you my perspective, my perspective of today. I was like, okay, it's Friday. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let me head into SF. And then you're like, Hey, so let me know when you're logging in. It's like, Oh, I got a podcast to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, like I'm so glad <laughs> you messaged me cause I mm. would be absent minded and just completely forget that I have sure. responsibilities. Right. And that is my weakness of memory of remembering what are my tasks for the week and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And so you helped me there. Right. And then mm-hmm. you easily probably feel like if Chris wasn't on the other end, I wouldn't even be logging in right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so it, it's that relationship that allows us to pick up our, the pieces. And if I'm going to still pull ourselves up from the bootstraps, I'm pulling myself up for you. You're pulling yourself up for mm-hmm. me. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, there is no no one else around like this is solely because of our relationship. And we are, as mm-hmm. Tyson puts it, we are our relations. And so mm-hmm. um, I think it's I commend you for even coming on here showing up today and even sharing like I didn't want to do this I think Mm. a lot of us feel that way about a lot of things and if we're alone it's way easier to not do it it's way easier to fall apart absolutely absolutely and uh, if anybody has a hard time with that or don't understand that uh, just maybe compare how how many times you clean your house uh, every day versus the the day somebody's coming over Mm -hmm. right you know like you just your move to action when 
it's it's just how we are i mean it's just how we are and yeah i mean and and we and there are complementary relationships uh there's this guy uh is an older teacher of mine but um he's not old but uh kind of got a hold of his material um several years ago his name is gordon white and um uh he talks about a lot in his stuff he's got a podcast called rune soup um but he talks a lot about mutual flourishing the idea Mm -hmm. that we all we bring everybody up like this is we don't have to be um you know and that idea of like we don't have to all live in a commune uh and we can all lift each other up and it's it's an indigenous way of thinking in that like uh or at least my understanding of indigenous thinking of like uh, of a shared economy versus a growth economy or something like that like where we we we're i have things that you need you have things that i need like seeing you set up ready to go tonight i was like well, all right well let's just do it like we got like there's no i'm not gonna say to your face like oh, hey man i'm not gonna do this mm-hmm. um because it's I, immediately seeing like the work that you already put in i'm like all right cool yeah let's do it you know yeah and so and i'll, I'll go as long as we want to go right like i'm not leaving and i don't have a thing to go you know so anyway so i just think that but it's like this uh, level of embarrassment or level of shame mm. or something in me at least that like i don't want to admit that that simple things are hard you know yeah you know what i'm saying because it's a simple oh, yeah. thing to plug a laptop in it's a simple thing to plug a microphone in and i clicked a link and that's it i mean <laughs> three steps yeah. but it was like god i was thinking about it for hours like how hard and how difficult and whatever else and um i mean there's lots of things i know i know some ways to combat it but it's just or at least to push against it but it's uh like cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy talks about the idea of experimenting so um you have like a journal and stuff like that and there's lots of things in cp uh, cbt but one of them is like oh the dishes are going to be really really difficult and uh it's just going to be an impossible task for me to do the dishes so what they teach is well, okay, write down how difficult you think it would be from a scale of one to hundred and then go see and compare what you thought. Like, so like mm-hmm. how hard would this be one to a hundred? How rewarding would this be one to a hundred? And then go compare those numbers when you go do it. So it gives you, it's almost like it's, it, you are by yourself, but you do have an, like an, a partner in that, like this, this uh, method of therapy is a partner mm-hmm. and you go do the dishes and you come back and you realize, I mean, every time, every time I've done this, I realized the task was way easier than I thought and crazy yep. more rewarding than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would say like, well, it's going to be 90% difficulty and 20% rewarding. And it was, those numbers were flipped. It was Flip, easy yeah. to do. And it was like 80, per, I can't believe how rewarding it was to wash the dishes, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but then tomorrow, the next day, I have to do that experiment again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it it's training, it's skill, it's a skill set. It's not something that just comes automatically, even if, and, and so I feel stupid that I have to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just like anything else. It's just like anything else. Um, and that, that's what the survival show has really showed me. It's like it's it's all skills that we have. Our day to day, like what we do, is just skills we've learned and, and we're using now to get done mm-hmm. what we need to get done. And uh, whether that be physical or psychological, you know. And there's no judgment in any of that. Like I don't know. It's just a weird. <laughs> but it, culturally, we just don't talk about it enough. Mm-mm. But the, once once you label it and then start working on it it there the judgment falls apart because it is achievable um mm-hmm. it, it's more of that idea of the task is the heaviest part right it's like yes. oh my goodness mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to do this and in our teachings that axiom is typically like a time estimation like oh this is gonna take me hours it takes mm-hmm. you five minutes you know mm-hmm. and but if you don't set that goal of how long let me see how long this takes and then you mm-hmm. have a better estimation on how difficult of a task it might be mm-hmm. uh, it it's it, there, 
it's beautiful because we I do this with students daily. It's my job. But once they actually become aware that they have everything they need to achieve these goals, yeah. um, they become more competent in the skill because it is a skill. And mm-hmm. even if it's a weakness, you can develop the skills. And I've done that with stand up. My memory is really bad, but I can always show up and, and give you however many minutes you ask for me. I have it in my I have it in the bag because I practice. See, I it. Got, I got to get that. I got to get that. Whatever class you took or the memory palace. I've tried it on my own a lot. So maybe I need a class or something. But um, yeah, so we got to hook up with that later. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, it, <laughs> was a, it was a good class. Good little course. Uh, I think mm. it's on my phone now. Um, okay. It was like a app and then they have a course inside of it. But it was good. Hey, it's fine. I hate I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever works, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think just we, we need to normalize, you know, stop stop mind reading. Um, you know, I think and I think what it, my theory is that the mind reading thing really comes from emotional trying to read emotional like cues. Right. Which those I think you can be a little bit more accurate. You're never going to be able to read somebody's thoughts outside of some sort of miraculous skill. Um so, but but I think we try to read emotion, and then from those emotions, we build the thoughts that think they're, if they're mad, then they're thinking them. Mm-hmm. Um, when they could be, we could have the emotion right even, but then the thoughts are not even close. No, somebody me, said, "Oh, go ahead." Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, somebody said, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how you know you obsess over things, uh, a, a thing that um, like a per, like say say um, say somebody. Um, oh, I don't even know. Like a little, th- ah, I'm trying to think. I think this is a meme. I feel like I've Great. heard this. Yeah. So you you obsess over things that you think people are thinking about you. That you, some little small thing that happened. When when in reality they're obsessing over something that you don't even remember you did. Right? Exactly. So, like, like they're mad. <laughs> so and I'm sure I have those things right um, with people in my life that they when they think about me they think about something that this thing that I did that they think is shitty and maybe very well it might have been shitty. Um, but um, they're not obsessed with the thing that I'm obsessed with. So. Yeah, for me, it's so mine. Mine isn't as much um, like um, predicting someone's emotions or or being something there. I am I am predicting what what will be the causality from a certain situation. Like if this happens and then this happens, Mm. I know this will happen next. So my job is to. Yeah, exactly. So I'll just uh, I'll just assume where that's going to go. And then I'll interact with the person according to what I want to happen. And that has that has been really bad in the relationship because I'm not even giving I'm not even giving my wife a chance to now. I mean, I am right sometimes, but sure. I'm not giving her a chance to actually experience the uh, situation. Yeah. That's, that reminds me of the old joke about the guy whose lawnmower broke. Mm-hmm. So he went down to, he's going to go down to his neighbor's house and he thought about, oh man, it's going to be, he's going to be so upset. I had to, the, this is the second time my mower's broken down. He's walking down the street toward this neighbor's house. He's thinking about, oh man, then he's going to be, he's going to want me to pay for gas and I don't have any gas right now. And he's always, you know, he's just, I bet he's going to judge me. He's probably always judged me. And then he finally makes it to the neighbor's house, knocks on the door. Guy opens the door and he says, keep your damn mower and leaves. Mm. Right. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's, yeah. he's so, few, he's so in the future that the neighbor's like, what are you even talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Keep your damn mower. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's good right there. Yeah. We don't, it's not, clarification is the best way to go. And, you know, I know as we as we take these imperfect ally ships and we we stop at a lot of we make a lot of stops on the way on these journeys. But I I love just the idea of overcoming individualism 
by remembering how to have some kind of partnerships and relationships in your life because those are the keys to making you successful and at all times checking in and clarifying because if we do have the small tasks that we're struggling to to overcome if we check in with others they'll check in with us and we'll be able to do those things together so absolutely um, just keep striving and and keep going and rich i appreciate you i again the small task i had to remember was oh it's friday we do we do <laughs> we do, do a, a podcast every Friday. And even Dustin <laughs> Dustin reached out to me because we work together. He's like, hey, so you do the podcast every Friday? I was like, yeah, every Friday. Mm-hmm. Didn't even click that today's Friday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just walked I out of there. That's so funny. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a great example. I mean, it's just another great example of just uh, the ways in which humans need one another, you know, because we mm-hmm. have something. We have something. And we talked about it a little bit in the uh, previous episode. But, you know, with that, um, watching that prison documentary about those those guys that uh, you got violent, violent criminals treating violent criminals in these like sort of hospice situations. And, and there is still something that that they can provide to, you know, to a, a larger humanity. Right. There's there's still something that, you know, as as as, as hard even even the even the we, we, we would consider the worst of us still mm-hmm. are relational and still have something to provide if we can find ways to do that so um and the best of us like you and me uh you know we got lots <laughs> of stuff <laughs> so uh, and, uh wow well that's good that's good i appreciate y'all staying with us on this i know y'all know my brain a little bit so y'all know where i'm jumping all over the place but we we're we're there i mean that's 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 where it is that we've got to stop reading each other's minds and and start clarifying like did you mean this when you said this and it's hard and it's awkward and it's weird and it's against your training it's against what you the skill set that maybe you got as a kid that was super helpful back then or maybe you developed it later in life who knows but like you know um just like this conversation started it's not going to be it there are times it'll be awkward at times it'll be weird and 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 whatever but it's worth it it's worth it to clarify uh because you know it's it doesn't it just doesn't mind reading doesn't work as much as i want it to it doesn't work yeah it's (laughs) you can get better or, or even the the illusionists or the people that say they're reading your mind they mm-hmm. only read what they implanted in there in the first place <laughs> oh for sure man for sure yeah they're yeah, like the, i read the, your mind <laughs> mentalists yes yeah the mentalists a, they put as, something there <laughs> and then they're like a, i read it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah go ahead yeah i know i used to so i don't know if we talked about this but i used to do like um sleight of hand magic and mentalism and stuff like that like Uh-oh. uh yeah so this whole podcast was your idea oh my uh, god i know right <laughs> it's crazy bro <laughs> and uh I, uh, it's again, it's one of these partnerships that I lament. Like I have a partner in that and just can't, he's got just two other things he's got to do. Um, but that's, that's, that's definitely one piece of it is, is no one's reading your mind. You know, we're, we're doing lots of other things, uh, whether we're implanting something or just making it impossible for you to think anything else, mm. uh, much like a salesperson, right. You know, yeah. when they, when they set you up, they're like, you know, all right, on your car that you want, do you want something that keeps you safe or do you want it to keep you not safe? Is, which one? Would you like? <laughs> You're Do like, I all these leading? Wait, did questions. I want a car? I, I mean, I, exactly, I wanted exactly. to look at it. I just wanted, I wanted to take a picture and still on Instagram. Now I am mm-hmm. buying a fifty thousand dollar car. <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. It, it's just salesmanship, uh, in in a different form. Uh, yeah. So 
Um, and that's why they don't allow leading questions in the justice system because they know how manipulative they are. Yeah. Uh, because it's if you if you set if you set with any through any like pyramid scheme presentation or you got your uh, was it Akaji berries or whatever that sell or <laughs> something like I don't even know. But uh, I've set through several of those. Set through several. Um, oh yeah. Car sales too. And it's the same kind of thing. You know. Do you want to keep your family safer or, or no? <laughs> there's no there's no other answer that you can get. Yeah, I read your mind. I knew you wanted to keep it safe. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so anyway, so I won't give away too many of the tricks of the trade because people don't like that. But uh, that's definitely something. And the fun of those things is the fun of those shows is to me is like just relax and enjoy like the illusion of this is this is really happening because it can yeah. be really wonderful and really great in a performance. But in life, oh, yeah. it is not. It is not good uh, to do any of that stuff because it's just manipulation. So, mm. Yeah, boy, oh boy, that's just my accuracy is just like oh but the power <laughs> <laughs> and that's true i mean that's what you know that you know there is a very thin line between a, a magician and a grifter you know mm. like uh, somebody that's on stage and somebody that's on their hustle like there's there's a little <laughs> it's very yeah, thin it's very thin very thin and so one dresses up to say this is not real <laughs> it's a performance and the other one looks just like you that's <laughs> exactly exactly that's exactly it and it's weird and and uh yeah it's anyway uh and we're on to a new subject but uh i yeah. I, <laughs> I i do i say all that to say that mind reading's not real and we need to talk to each other and it's okay to clarify and uh we would love to hear about your clarifying questions and things that happened this uh this week let us know in uh, facebook instagram wherever you want to reach out to us um our all of our contact information is in the show notes on our website patrons patrons have access to us completely we pop i mean you ask us a question boom we're gonna be answering it right away so uh those folks have the direct most direct access to us uh, it's five dollars a month you get um you get to join us during the live episodes you get some of our fully candid conversations unedited uh which have been really um really great and really wonderful and and if you think some of these shows are vulnerable you should hear some of those so um <laughs> man uh chris uh, you got any got any last last thoughts on this on this show um no just become part of the community we are trying to come up with a community community vibe community name mm-hmm. i came up with purple pill i don't know if it's too <laughs> drug related um but there's the red pill and the matrix and the blue pill and we mm. are trying to combine the two um mm. so if you think purple pill is a really dumb name find us in the comments because most of our comments are negative so let me know <laughs> <laughs> our comment section is super toxic oh, so wild that's so wild man <laughs> um but people yeah, on youtube people on youtube do not like us that's for sure or, well uh they don't like the ping dang uh, analysis that's the we're still getting comments on that man it's so funny some guy yeah. was like some guy goes hey you know what i'd walk right past both you guys and go party with tony i'm like cool man that's <laughs> great I, that's why I, I hope you guys have a great time like yeah, yeah a, i don't know how that moves the conversation in any direction um but I awesome <laughs> i think it's great hey man keep listening keep watching the show on youtube yeah we appreciate you. you i honestly i honestly do i'm gonna look at the camera i appreciate you man uh because without you listening to us uh, you know uh, other people wouldn't listen to us so thank you i appreciate you that's fair. <laughs> yeah I, one of the issues is we haven't like this is what shazad said who is your audience right and yeah. since our audience is so above the the left and rightness right yeah. um everyone hates us right mm. like if you mm. are um on the left and you hear us side with moments on people on the right you hate it. like we, those are those are the mo- 
How do I say this? When someone has momentum to comment, it's on the part they disagree with. Yeah. And that's why our comment session section is so toxic. But, hey, I, I'm, I'm for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't read them very much. I'll see them pop up every once in a while and be like, oh, okay, cool. Some of them I can't listen to or look at. But but honestly, like, it's just the, it, it, to me, that's just the medium, right? I think mm-hmm. that the when we have gotten feedback, like, when someone's actually reached out to us, mm-hmm. even on social media, like, we had somebody on Twitter is like, oh, is Richie talking about how this person can't be gay? Or I don't know, some kind of crazy thing. And I was like, let's let's talk about it. And we did, on so, which I thought was, like, just this wonderful thing that doesn't happen. And that's yeah. that purple pill, whatever we want to call it, you know? Um is that um, we can, if we slow down and listen to each other and stop being so defensive, um, we definitely can can hear one another for sure. And yeah. learning each other's languages and things like that, you know, uh, those kind of things. So, and and even the show, like as I'm learning about allyship, even calling myself an ally, that's not really what an ally is. An ally is named by the people that they're an ally for. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what I'm saying, like if mm-hmm. if if a group says, oh that guy that guy or that gal or whatever is, uh, they're an ally. That's that's when you can you can really call yourself an ally or whatever or you know that's when you get the name you know comes from the people you're ally from not not just say hey and i i am an ally which is crazy you know it's like well how do you so that imperfect allies is great because it's like hey look i'm trying this is what i'm trying for this is what we're trying for and it's just a life it's it's a lifestyle (laughs) y'all yes it's a it's a lifestyle it's a way it's a modality yeah Mm mm-hmm so yeah join the lifestyle let's keep the movement going get purple pilled and um yeah that's that's all i got for y'all um i love y'all so much let's keep doing the imperfect allies peace peace thank y'all for listening to the imperfect allies we have a wonderful guest coming up in a few episodes as we discuss a television show and documentary focused on individualism produced by bbc We want y'all to get a chance to check it out before our episode airs, so please check the show notes for a link to I Can't Get You Out of My Mind, a documentary on the history of individualism. It's going to be an awesome conversation, but first, you got to check out this really deep and provocative documentary. Link is in the show notes. We love you. Till next time. Peace.